Welcome to Lattes and Lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. Okay, we are back. Hello. This one, I think this one's going to be a good one. Um, I think it'll be along the lines of a couple episodes we've done, but going into like a different, uh, a different realm. But before we start, we got to talk about our wins. You go first. <laughs> Putting me on the spot. See, this is, see what, what you guys don't see behind the scenes is that sometimes we record more than one episode in a day. So we have to have multiple wins ready for you guys. Um, and today's one of those days. And, um, you know what? I'm going to say my win is it's been over the last couple weeks, I guess, but, uh, we have returned to in-person one-on-one training and I'm really, I was a little nervous about it at first. I'll fully admit that I am really excited that a, I get to see my clients again because I have amazing clients. B, they're all having so much fun back in the studio. The vibe is awesome. I'm helping people work through problems. We've, I've had, I had a really good success this week with a, a mom who's, I've been training for a little while and um, she mentioned just out of the blue that she wanted to get back to running. And we had some really good success working on that this week. And I'm just super proud that I can do it and everybody's having success, pain-free, symptom-free. You love that? Yeah. It just makes my heart feel really big. We love that. Um, I'm going outside work world. And I'm going to say my win is setting better boundaries. <gasps> Ooh, Which I love Jess a good knows, boundary. <laughs> the people in my life that like know me know me know that boundaries in 2020 were non-existent in my life. And we had a rough year. So we're changing that. And I feel like I'm getting pretty good at it. And I'm able to let go of, like, how are they going to react, you know? Yeah. Now it's like, here's my boundary. Do you know what? Deal with your own emotions. I keep seeing, like, memes, TikToks, things around boundaries. And I keep seeing sort of the theme is when you set a boundary, the only people who have problems with it are the people who were taking advantage of you before, mm-hmm. which I think is huge in so many ways. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I love setting boundaries. I've set a few in my personal life and they've gone really well, which is good. Like the people I set them with have been really accepting, which is me being the way I am. I always get scared that I'm like, oh, how are they going to react? And then my therapist told me that other people's emotions are not my responsibility. And I was like, if you say so. So I'm really trying to believe that. So Um, true. So true. It's just like, it's just like when people have opinions about your body or your food or things like that is not about you. It is about them. Yeah. So that's a big one she tells me is other people's emotions are not my responsibility. So personal life boundaries have gone really well. I've set a couple in business and we've had a few, a little bit of backlash, but it's okay. But those people that are backlashing are the people who are taking advantage of you Mm -hmm. for not having that boundary. And you don't need that in your life. Like I, this is why I love boundaries so much. Isn't it empowering? So it's a that's a big win for me it's scary this year but it's empowering yeah every time i'm like oh my god can't go and then i hit send <laughs> I'm and, sorry, I'm and sorry. then i like, throw my phone across the room so that i don't see people's instant response you're like but, and we're putting the phone away yeah. and i'm taking a break yeah but i am uh, we're figuring it out and it's definitely cool to be like no this oh, is what i want yeah, and i'm so proud of you thanks. look at jill growing Thanks. up 
2021, watch out. We're coming. Okay. Speaking of um, watch out and evolving and all these things, today we're talking about the things that we used to believe, used to coach, used to teach people, and how we've just kind of moved forward and shaped into the wonderful beings that we are. A few of mine are things that I was like taught at Nate that I just kind of like took and ran with if that makes sense like I was just like yeah that must be true because they're teaching me it at school that I paid for and now I'm like why did I, I think that I think <laughs> so. it's important to know that some of the things we're going to talk about have had their day in fitness and it might have been a trend or something that we believed before that maybe research has proven otherwise or you know just like like things have changed and we yeah. and, and we look back and you're like oh man like cringe right and I think that it's important that you know if you're not questioning what you're doing um you need to question everything I think that's I did a mentorship in 2020 that was all about questioning everything I've ever learned and I was like oh my god I'm so cringy but I think that learning how to do that to yourself and just being confident enough in who you are that you're like yeah I can accept that what that what I used to say is like like we don't say that anymore and we do this instead and it's fine and nobody died so it's fine like yeah I think you and I are both very good even with my clients and stuff of being like oh yeah I actually used to do that but then I realized there's a better way to do it and like that's I think huge to be able to be like 100% used to believe that but I've learned and yeah don't get me wrong I do know that like obviously with going to school to be a trainer they have to take a standpoint they can't be like Mm -hmm. everything's neutral I think it's important for trainers to draw a line in the sand um whether you're on one side of something or another um the idea of being totally neutral is I think is and I feel like this is going to be my word of the episode is super cringy like pick a side and take a stand for something. Like if it's something that could yeah. go either way, like like we just did an episode about exercises we think are over underrated. If you're like, well, anything could be appropriately rated. I'm going to be like, form an opinion. Yeah. Please form an opinion. And I think that... And you're allowed to have different opinions based on different situations. Yeah, totally. And, but... you know, it, it, it sets you... Like the thing is, is with trainers, like, you know, there's a lot of people who do personal training and in order to set yourself apart from the others you need to have an opinion you got to pick some eventually yeah and if you're the trainer that's like i train everyone for everything and i will accept it all because then how are clients going to know you're the right trainer for them if you're always just like yeah everything goes it's fine you know what i say to that jack of all trades master of none master of none yeah i know i sound like a (laughs) like a fortune cookie okay why don't you lead us off jill all right um so i have a mix of like fitness and nutrition i'm excited for these um i'm gonna start with nutrition just because i assume jess will have lots of fitnessy things i actually don't have any nutrition on mine so i'm excited to see yours you'll probably cover most of the fitnessy things um you need to have protein within half an hour of your workout oh i i've been debunking this for like a lot of people lately um yeah not a thing it's not don't get me wrong I do think you should have protein at some point after your workout for muscle recovery because you're probably hungry most importantly um 
but it's not like your body has an internal clock that's There's like, oh, no... it's been half an hour, can't use that anymore. What did people call it? The anabolic window? Yeah. Of that... like your muscles yeah. need protein within half an hour so that it can repair the muscles you just broke down during exercise no. and recover properly. Protein is super important for muscle growth yeah. and recovery, but that half an hour time frame yeah. is not true. And I think there was a time when a lot of people thought nutrient timing was like, the thing um and i mean you guys have heard me talk about moderation 365 and the thing is is adding that stressor to your life isn't a big enough dial mover to make it important yeah you stressing out about getting protein within half an hour is not gonna break make or break your fitness goals no it's really not um and i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna kind of tag on that mine my first one is that foam rolling breaks up adhesions and (laughs) again i think we need a we need a camera in here to um talk about that so um yeah so uh that's not what foam rolling does foam rolling is uh it increases your blood flow which can cause temporary pain relief um, and make muscles a little bit more pliable because they're full of blood mm-hmm. and they're a little bit warmer. Uh, kind of gets the heat going. But um, no, honestly, um, foam rolling, things like that, massage guns, all those things, you take them or leave them, um, but don't call them something they're not. Yeah. That's, foam rolling that's my I TED do... talk on foam rolling. <laughs> I feel like foam rolling is almost, almost like a placebo effect it's totally a placebo effect <laughs> like i don't want to it doesn't doesn't i don't do, want to say it doesn't do anything but it's one it of also things. doesn't do any more than rubbing your elbow after you bang it on something yeah so it's handy because you can use it as like a warm-up i mean in air quotes because it's not you yeah. don't want to like static stretch before you work out if so. it makes you feel better do it you can do it but don't don't kid yourself is all i'm gonna say that's fair <laughs> Um. Uh, okay, this one comes from my mother. So, mom, Ooh, if you're watching, Nurse Vic, how Hi. are you? <laughs> um, watching, listening. I mean, um, energy drinks are bad for you. Do you have an opinion on that? Um. Okay, I personally, I, do my spiel? I personally don't like energy drinks. Uh, I never like the taste of them. I prefer coffee for if I'm looking for something with caffeine. Um, I would say they're probably, I might be wrong. They're probably really high in sugar. Um, I just don't like the taste of them. That's fair. To be honest, I'd rather have a coffee or a Coke. Fair. And I think that's the thing with energy drinks is it's your personal opinion. My mom, love her to death. Don't get me wrong. And she meant well, but I feel like energy drinks used to be very like, they're the worst thing you can drink. Like five to ten years ago like when i was in high school yeah this okay. is when it came up of i like, would say my opinion is probably a five to ten year old yeah, opinion like my mother would like be very upset at me if i was drinking <laughs> energy drinks in high school because i would drink them when i was like ddying or whatever it may be okay and i used to have to hide the cans from her because she would get so mad at me um so i feel like that's a little bit of an older theory at the end of the day like if you prefer an energy drink over coffee, whatever, people well, usually not... put cream in their coffee, yeah. their sugar and energy drinks. Same thing. Um, 
now there's sugar-free ones too, but then you're just getting artificial sweeteners. So I, there's nothing in an energy drink that's necessarily bad for you, but I do get my mother's concern of me consuming like now, 200 milligrams of caffeine. Is there, I was going to say, is there a concern with the amount of consumption I would of say energy drinks versus like coffee? Like a caffeine standpoint, but I always bring up this of like, What's the difference of me having one energy drink that has 200 milligrams of caffeine in it than you drinking two and a half cups of coffee in the morning? That's good At point. the end of the day, it's the same amount of caffeine. And it's it's interesting because I actually just had a conversation a couple weeks ago with a client who um, I was doing some nutrition coaching with and she was like, people always make me feel bad because I drink Diet Pepsi throughout the day. And when I asked her how much it was, like the amount, she said that it was like, one of like the I don't know what it would be like 500 mil bottles or yeah. whatever and I was like well that's not a lot and then I was like I got I actually had a can of Diet Pepsi at my house and I looked at it and I was like well first of all there's no calories it's, it's and it's sugar free like I mean it's artificial sugar but it still has zero grams of sugar the only thing that's in it is caffeine and like some I think it was like maybe like salt or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, so why is this can of bubbly acceptable? But this can of Diet Pepsi is not. The only difference besides like the taste and the color is that this one has caffeine. Yeah. But nobody would judge you for having a cup of coffee in the middle of the afternoon. Exactly. But and pop what, is bad. Yeah. And that's, I think, energy drinks gets looped in there too. Like, oh, that energy drink's bad yeah. for you. Okay, how's that double-double in your hand right exactly. now? Exactly. Like, like, what's the difference? <laughs> and and it's like, it's interesting when you kind of take a step back and you're like, but if it keeps you, if, it, if it's sweet enough for you that it stops you from like dipping your hand in the candy jar 10 times, then it's a win. Yeah. I mean, like, I can't sit here with my bubbly and be like, you can't drink that. And be like, but this is fine. Like, it just, yeah, you know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So yeah. It's my huh. feel on energy drinks. Thanks, Mom, for the podcast Thanks, content. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, here's one. Uh, if you did... I mean, this is, like, a little bit complicated. If you did sit-ups and you didn't have your abs, like, perfectly contracted, that they would form rounded... I mean, who told me that? Yeah, I would I just don't like know. to know who decided that was um, a thing. But yeah, I actually used to think that, and I remember telling clients that, and I would purposely like not do sit ups and like make sure that people's abs were like flat. perfectly flat and their like posture was good. This is going to a I whole round of biomechanics. I just also don't understand how you would do a sit up without. I know, right? Without your I know, right? abs not I know. being flat. Like, I know, I know. I'm trying to picture, like, you would have... I know. You can't. You can't do it. I know. So, um, that's not true. Um, it might actually be impossible. That that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like, like, 10 years ago, Jess, give your head a shake. This is what we're saying. We live and we learn. <laughs> Moving on. Um specifically white carbs are bad oh so like breads pastas white potatoes i just shared a post from jill coleman yesterday in my stories that was like something like why are we why is white rice versus brown rice the hill that we're dying on 
Yeah. I just had a whole... <laughs> I was talking with a new online client the other day and she was telling me that. Well, I don't eat carbs. Well, actually, I don't eat white carbs. For what reason? Yeah. The thing is, is the... It's not... The difference between the two of them is not a big enough dial mover in your no. life. Like, pick the one that you like the best. Eat it. Like, it just is what it is. Like, there's no different... Like, whole wheat pasta, white pasta... Still a carb. If that's it's what... Still a carb. If, but like, wraps that are spinach. Not if real you spinach, wanna eat, If you want to eat a green wrap, you go right ahead. Yeah. But, like, there's no difference between that and, like, the white flour tortilla. Yeah. They're the same. And you would... Satisfa- it's marketing. Satisfaction. Yeah. Satisfaction factor. And Hashtag. Moderation 365. I had to that out there for Jess. Because, <laughs> um, like... If you like eating white bread better, what, 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 there's other ways we can tackle getting your fiber in. That's true. That's truly. I think the only difference would the be the difference fiber. between white and whole wheat is fiber. White's a little bit more processed, but yeah, that was just a thing, Nate. Like, what, I, white carbs are bad. Life is too short to make this a big deal. Yeah. Like, seriously. Um, it's the yeah. greatest thing since I've moved out is I'm like, oh, I could buy white bread if white I want to. <laughs> um, okay, so this is kind of going with the the last one that I said about the abs and the sit-ups. Okay, so this is a, it's a little bit of a paragraph. So any core flexion was bad. I used to be a hardcore Stu McGill fan back in the day. Uh, if you don't know who Stu McGill is, he is a Canadian chiropractor who did a lot of he research. Yeah, he writes textbooks. Okay. He did a lot of research <laughs> on um, spinal loading and things like that. Um, he's made huge contributions to the science of biomechanics, but he hasn't really done anything to contribute to the understanding of back pain or the management of which he's done a lot of science but not a lot of people if that makes sense a lot of like in theory this should yeah like because we're measuring this force on the spine at this it's this and this and this but that doesn't help somebody who has back pain yeah right like we can know all the knowledge but to apply everything like that it's a little bit more complicated and nuanced and so so basically like leading from that it's like People can show that they have like a bulging disc on a scan and have no pain. People can have back pain and have nothing come up on a scan. So I used to think that like these biomechanics things were like the be all end all and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so by questioning my biases and my beliefs and being like, well, is that actually true? Then I mean, there's a lot about pain that we don't understand. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot about pain that I've learned in the last few years. I mean, if you, if you, if you go back to our, um, manifesting episode where we talked about subconscious imprinting and stuff, a lot of emotions can be attached to pain Mm -hmm. and you could be in so much pain and not have anything physically wrong with you. That was one of my favorite instructors at instructors at Nate used to talk about that all the time how a lot of pain stuff is mental and it's what you believe like oh this should hurt me and then you're like that hurt when if you're like i'm gonna feel fine when i do this yeah it's interesting to watch how that changes i agree so um yeah i guess my i would say that i i don't believe that anymore obviously 
spinal flexion is fine. Um, you do it all the time. All the time. If you, even if, you know, that's, it goes into the realm of people thinking that like deadlifts are bad for you and then, or don't do, don't lift with a rounded spine. And then you're like, okay, well, how do you bend over a crib and pick a baby up without rounding your your spine? Go try it. You can try it, but you won't be, or tying your shoe, but you won't be successful. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I was just picturing tying my shoe without rounding my spine. (laughs) It's so far away. (laughs) It would not be anywhere near your foot. Hamstring flexibility is really lacking. (laughs) Um, So these are ones around gum, like chewing. Oh. That are weird things I remember believing for a brief amount of time at Nate. Um, And there's two of them. One is that you shouldn't chew it because there's too much sugar. Which just makes me laugh because like a piece of gum is like five calories. Whew. So, like... That is what's putting why us the was, It's the gum. Why was I, like, you know what I'm going to remove from my daily routine? Gum. Yeah, that's that's of why I... That's why I can't lose weight. It's yeah, the gum. it's the gum. Like, I... And I remember being, like, like not chewing gum anymore or buying sugar-free gum, which sucks. Sugar-free gum is literally the worst. It goes hard in, like, four seconds. Because I truly was, like, well, it has sugar in it. And I thought that was, like, make or break. And now I chew gum. What's the second part about Often. gum? Um, oh, that you shouldn't chew it because when you chew it, it creates air bubbles and then it will like hurt your digestive system or like make you burp because hmm. when you like swallow, you're swallowing air bubbles. I don't really remember where this came from or the science behind it, but I do remember being told that it was like, oh, if you burp a lot, you should stop chewing gum. I because... think, I feel like I read that. Like, it was definitely a thing. I feel I like told. I read that chewing gum can cause bloating. Yeah, because it was something around, like, when you chew it, it causes you to swallow air, yeah. and then... I mean... I just... <laughs> I think you would know if it's a direct correlation. Like, it's pretty easy to figure that yeah, out. Like, if you're, like, oh, you I chew a piece of gum and, and you feel bloated. bloated, okay, then stop chewing gum. But there's if probably that's other problem things going on around the gum, then you... Yeah, it's probably not gum. just We gum. chew a lot of things. <laughs> We do chew how a lot is, of things. Like, that is how, how we eat. Yeah, like how is <laughs> me chewing gum any different than me chewing my dinner? Yeah. It's yeah, just a okay. thing. I okay. don't really know where okay. it came from or why it was That's a thing, but I do remember it was a thing yeah. I was told. I, it's interesting. I was actually, I actually had a piece of gum today for the first time in like months. Probably since the beginning of the pandemic, we'll say. Or probably since the plane ride home because I would have had some gum on the plane because my ears. And, um... Christy gave me a piece of gum today. Thanks, Christy. Um, and I was talking to a client about it, and because I was saying that I, chances are I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna subconsciously blow a bubble because I'm that person, and it was gonna get stuck on the inside of my mask, and it was gonna be awkward and whatever, and it's gonna be a whole thing. And <laughs> and somebody told me once that chewing gum might help my neck tension when I was like riding my bicycle. And I don't know, I don't know if that's true or not because I don't feel like doing intense exercise and chewing gum is a good combo. I used to chew gum when I played basketball. Okay, well, <laughs> and you're still here to tell the tale. I mean, maybe I would try it, but like, I don't feel like, I just don't feel like it's for me. That's fair. No, my mom hated that I chewed gum. Um, my mom's a nurse, so like, she, she had a lot of rules in our house, which is fine. Um, but it really stressed her out that I chewed gum while I was, like, running up and down a basketball court. Choking hazard. It's not like I she was it. running with scissors up and down the basketball court. No, but, like, court. I get the choking hazard, 
Um, but I used to do that because I have, when I focus on things, I chew on the side of my tongue. Hmm. And it was higher risk for me to bite through my tongue playing basketball than choke on a piece of gum. I was going to say, there so. is actually, um, there have, studies have shown that chewing gum can help with concentration. Yeah. Because uh, oral stimulation can be calming and centering. So... Like, I would rather choke on a piece of gum, potentially, than, like, bite through my tongue playing basketball, so. Yeah, you're probably not going to choke on a piece of gum. Like, you're not, if, unless you're chewing, like, a huge thing of, like, hubba bubba, like, yeah. like a giant wad of grape-flavored gum, like, you're probably fine. Like The only thing that would happen to me when I chewed gum when I was playing basketball is, like, I was a point guard, so I would be, like, dribbling, and I would, like, look down or, like move my head too fast and my gum would fall out of my mouth and then I'd just look at it on the court and like pretend it wasn't there so that happened Oopsies. more often than anything but yeah I mean I yeah <laughs> but I get the choking hazard but, yeah okay you know, pretty low a risk. small low a risk. small risk plus there's people everywhere somebody would help you for sure okay um here's a really general one but up until the last five years I believed this uh, if I lifted too heavy, I would get bulky. Well, this is a common. I mean, it's a thing still, unfortunately. Um, it is a in thing. The world. Um, here's 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 why I changed. First of all, somebody told me that absolutely wasn't true. Um, somebody who I consider to be a smart individual and a trainer told Which me that. Like Nama, <laughs> was like, no, like you're. Here's the thing about that. So. In order to bulk up for women, it is very difficult. You have to eat in a caloric surplus. And most of the time your eating has more to do with you bulking than you lifting weight. Yeah. And so it's probably not directly related to the lifting. Um, because as somebody who has actually tried to put on muscle, it is difficult. It it's is not difficult. happen because you deadlifted heavy one time. Yeah. Exactly. Unfortunate. And... Yeah, it's just, it's something that's still out there, though, and, um, you know what? I have, like, a, it's holding you back, girls. Lift heavy back. things. Lift heavy things. Yeah. Um, hit training is better for fat loss. Hmm. True hit training, or are we just calling intervals hit? See, that's another one. <laughs> <laughs> we could tackle both. Um, because... The girl on Instagram you see doing jump squats straight into skaters, straight into, I don't freaking know, push-ups. It's not hit training, just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. <laughs> clear I that up first. I but also, um, why is it more efficient is my question now. Like, I used to be like, okay, yeah, you got to go 30 seconds on, 10 seconds off on a treadmill for 20 minutes, and that's the only way it's going to work for fat loss. Because that's what we were taught in Nate, was that interval training mm. was more efficient for fat loss. And now I'm like, why? For what reason? Yeah, I mean, I would say that if we're getting your heart rate up higher than we would on like a steady state cardio, maybe it's more exciting. But at the end of the day, you're going to do whatever kind of cardio you enjoy. Yeah. And so if you're just pushing yourself through intervals because you think it's better when you would rather do like an 30 incline walk for while you watch Netflix or something like that, like what's going to get, what's going to make it more enjoyable for you is what you should do. Yeah. There isn't one. I don't think like I, like I don't think either one is a big enough dial mover to be like, it's this. Yeah. Um, 
It's the same when people talk like fasted cardio versus not fasted cardio for fat loss. Yeah. It's really not that big of a difference. And then I guess one to go with that. Oh, is that the sweatier you get, the more calories you're burning. Well, some people are just very sweaty and some people are just not very sweaty. So how does that work? But that was always a thing at Nate when we would do like trials or we always had to do lots of like tests, stuff like that. And it would be like, well, you're not sweaty, so you must not be working hard. But like me as a human, I get sweaty once I'm done. Thanks. Maybe you have a sweat gland problem. Maybe. Maybe your deodorant is killer. Yeah. And like for me, I get sweaty when I'm done. Thanks. I get sweaty when I do things like core, when I'm not moving as much. So explain that. Mm-hmm. How is doing core like more work than like sprinting, let's say? Yeah. So, so sweat then... is not an accurate. No. Sweat is not indicative of a good workout. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Um, okay. I This is going along with what I said before, but... I used to believe that posture was everything and that bad, bad, quotation marks, posture causes pain. I mean, I also think that was a big thing. It used to be more, I guess, going off of that for me of like the whole like sit up straight thing. Mm -hmm. So then I'd be at night being like, I have to sit straight. But let me, um, let me loft something at you in that. How uncomfortable is it for you to sit up straight yeah, the I, way that you just did? I hated Nate. Right. Because I would always so, be like, I have to be straight. And so, then I could be like, oh. So nice. is it the poor, quotation marks, posture that's causing your pain? Or is it the fact that we're not changing postures enough? So if you sit one way for too long, doesn't matter how it is. It's going to be uncomfortable. So whether you change it to be sitting up with, like, there's a string pulling your neck, your head up to the ceiling from the center of your head... Or if you shift to lean on the other hip, one is not better or worse than the other. It's just different. Correct. And so neither are bad, none are good. Because if you sat super straight for like 40 minutes, let me tell you, you're gonna be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I agree. So you're allowed to slouch, gang. Um. All right, this is like my last nutrition E. Okay. One. I don't know how many you got left over there. I got two. Okay. Um, shouldn't eat fruit because it's just sugar. Which again, is one I hear still. Gang. Fruit. Are we at the point where it's the fruit that is making us gain weight? Really? It's the four strawberries you ate yesterday. Or. Is there bigger fish to fry? Like, there's just probably yeah. something else we can there's focus a, there's on. There's a different hill to die on, and, and it's not fruit. Also, I would rather have a client, and this is not me saying candy's bad, because we all know Jess and I love some candy, but I would rather you be satisfied by a bowl of fruit than an entire bag of candy. Yeah. Because calorie-wise, if fat loss is your goal, there's going to be less calories in that bowl of fruit but you get the same satisfaction factor than if you eat an entire bag of fuzzy peaches you're consuming more sugar and more carbs fuzzy peaches versus regular peaches this is where we're at yeah like if you have to pick one i actually like fruit i'm not giving it up yeah 
especially peaches. Man, if you've ever had like a BC peach Ooh, that's in the so summer, juicy and it's just running down your face. Yeah, can't wait for summer. Fruits are good. We like fruits. Eat them. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's one that has come up a lot for me lately with distance clients. Um, I don't know why everybody has one of these. They must have been a sale. But uh, <laughs> you need you need to do a bunch of exercises on a Bosu ball to get stability. So a Bosu ball, if you don't know, is a it's a half of a ball and Usually it's blue, blue on the top and black on the other side and you stand on it and do things. And so the idea of getting unstable to gain stability, like say that out loud. Stand on this thing that's hard to stand on, <laughs> so you learn how to stand on it. Yeah, the only thing that it teaches you how to do is to stand on something that's unstable. And it can be very beneficial for rehab. I will say that like ankle rehab, knee rehab in like getting your body used to unpredictable um, positions. So like, let's say like if you were, if you played field sports and you were returning to an uneven field, yes, teaching your ankle that it is okay to move around without rolling over on its side and spraining again is important. They have very specific rehab things to do for general people i'm not going to use your bosu ball i'm sorry yeah yeah i might have you maybe i don't know sit on it to rest i i used to have one i got rid of it um yeah it's the same when people like squat like heavy on them or like do chest presses on them i'm yeah. just like oh. Why are we doing that? I remember when I went to Nate, somebody used like a full size ball and was doing like really heavy chest press on it. And like the cool. Nate, the Nate floors, Nate's old. So like the floors are uneven. There's like cracks in them. Mm-hmm. The most ball popped or the ball popped while they were doing like super heavy chest press Those are supposed to be anti-burst, first of all. <laughs> well, it was not. The man probably had like Dear. 60 pound dumbbells in either what? hand and it popped. So then when he hit the ground, he broke both his wrists because his like... Elbows Neat. caught his fall, and then the dumbbells. Neat, you know. I bet he was happy about that. And then we weren't allowed those balls in the gym anymore. But like, here's the thing: like, it kind of goes back to that. Like, even with like the nutrition, it's like you have to ask yourself, like, why, and like, what is the bigger issue, right? Because like, you could also just do a chest press on a bench or the floor. <laughs> he ended up there anyways, so. right? And so, like, the thing is, is like, are we? Do we need to train things to be wiggly? Or how often are you going to be chest pressing off an uneven surface in real never, life? Never, never. Maybe if you had the only the only re, the only way I would do chest with a Bosu ball is if it was like um, under one arm for a push up, mm-hmm. and it was like maybe for like some shoulder stability or elbow or wrist. But that's it. Not a heavy dumbbell chest press, no. just because. Just, yeah, just to, I think usually... Or, like, remember the trend of people, like, jumping and landing on them in a squat? Yeah, because that's not going to end poorly. Yeah, you're... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, rehab purposes, maybe balls. There's a time and a place balls for most things. Places, but but um, not for most people. Yeah. Um, okay, this is my last one. And um, I will admit that I probably thought this until 
just over a year ago. Recent. Um, and that would be that CrossFit causes injuries, in particular shoulder injuries. And, um, well, I'm a CrossFitter, so that changed. Um, I freaking got a shoulder injury from doing nothing. I don't even know what I did, and I have a shoulder injury, so... Well, I will say that, um, and I think we've talked about this before, is that it is 100% the coaching when you go to any gym. You can get hurt at Orange Theory or CrossFit or... Our gym. Our gym, or you won't... you. You probably won't get, won't get hurt, hurt or but like the Not risk the risk is we're all level yeah the you can get hurt doing anything and or, or nothing <laughs> and uh and the thing is is that i think maybe in the early days of crossfit it was kind of given like a bad name to be like you know maybe things have changed a little bit i think the coaching has evolved a lot I and i think that um the coaches at the gym that I go to are amazing and they have, I have never felt like they have pushed me to do something I wasn't ready to do. Yeah. Even with difficult movements, it's always been like, you can scale it to this or I'm seeing that this is maybe a little too hard for you. Let's do this. Or do you know what I mean? So even though I want to push myself, they have held me back. And I think that, I mean, we were talking not when we were recording, before we recorded, about um, how most of the time we end up holding people back than pushing them to something that is too risky. And I think that that shows a lot of discipline as a coach because we want our clients to succeed. We want them to do cool things and lift heavy things and push themselves. However, we're the voice of reason too because we have the education. It's not fair to put that on the client. Yeah. Um, and it is our responsibility. Ultimately, we are the ones who have the insurance and that's why we have liability insurance because we have a job of protecting our clients. Yeah. And I think like if you take coaches out of all the gyms, the risk of getting injured is the same. The risk goes down or up based on the coaches. Totally. So yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Do you have one more or is that, uh, um, Nah, we'll leave it there because, yeah, mine was going to, my last one was about, like, you get injured doing CrossFit or CrossFit is bad. Oh, that's interesting how we both had that. When I was at Nate, that was everything. CrossFit's bad. You can't do CrossFit. Well, and, and here's the thing. It's important to remember that CrossFit is a brand. Yeah. It is a brand like Orange Theory or BOSU or... Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Costco. Like, it's it's a brand, and the style of exercise would be also known as metabolic conditioning, which... Which, at our gym, we do all the freaking time. And so... we've said that on this podcast yeah. before, that we do CrossFit style. We just don't call it that because we're not paying yeah. the brand to have a sign outside that says we're doing CrossFit here, so which if, costs money to do that, by the way. So if you're one of our members at the studio or a client, you've done and CrossFit. you didn't know that you've been doing CrossFit this whole time, I'm sorry to be the one to break that to you. And maybe we don't do it. I, I would say like a lot of people think of CrossFit as being that competitive side of CrossFit, which you know what? 90% of the people who go to a legitimate CrossFit gym don't do. I go to a CrossFit gym and I'm not doing competitive CrossFit because I'm not strong enough. But 
also it's just not my desire i just want to go and work hard that's yeah. not yeah yeah <laughs> but then, it is about the coaching i will yeah, say that i would yeah i would say risk of injury goes up or down based on the and, coaches not because you're in a gym and i would say that that's not limited to uh, a group class i would say that we can include just personal training in that in that your injury risk will change depending on who that trainer is because yeah, at the end of the day most gyms have all the same stuff we all have dumbbells we all have barbells we all have so that bosu balls yeah. stability balls yeah that equipment <laughs> isn't more dangerous at one gym than the other it's how it's used yeah and under the direction of yeah. somebody who knows yeah man <laughs> anyways i think that's uh i think that's a good place to end today's i agree that was pretty good i liked that one um so if you have thoughts on anything we've talked about or if you have anything that maybe you want us to debunk or something you've heard again like let us know and we will add it to the list because yeah. we're always adding things to the list. If you want our opinion on something, we're clearly not scared to give it. So <laughs> no. <laughs> ask and you shall receive. Yeah, we got uh, you. I do know that we do, we ha- there is a way that you can go to, um, we use a platform called anchor to, um, host the podcast. So if you go on anchor, um, like a boat anchor, um, and you find our podcast, there is a way to leave us a voice message. Which is fun. Which would be amazing. So if even one person could do that for the next time, that would be super cool. Yeah. Um, that I would love yeah. that a lot. And we'll play it, and then we can answer your question or whatever. If you don't want to do that, you can always send us a DM on Instagram. It is at Lattes and Lifting Podcast. Or you can drop us an email. Nobody drops us emails, though. I check the email maybe once a week and there's never anything. But it's a Gmail. But it's there for you. (laughs) And also, don't forget if you have been enjoying to subscribe. I feel like we always forget to say that. Subscribe. Leave us a review would be awesome because that just helps. It's a free, easy way for you guys to kind of help boost the podcast. Yes. Share it with a friend. You know, do all the free things. And we do appreciate all the shares on social media we've been getting. You guys are lovely. And yeah, you're listening. Don't be scared to snap a screenshot, tag us, tell your friends, leave a review, all the good things. And yeah, that's that's it for us today. So uh, we'll catch you next time. Catch you later. Bye.